0: This is One in 44, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 44 is a weekly show devoted to Autism Spectrum Disorder. Good morning, and welcome to One in Forty Four, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism, and I am very pleased today to have as our guest Allison Krauss, who is the Director of Strategic Initiatives and Clinical Services for the Staff Assistance Experience, Staff Assistant Experience, excuse me, um, with Ramapo and. Allison, it's just been a long time coming and I'm thrilled you're on the show. So welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Um, It's our pleasure. One of the things that I do on the show is is try to have a variety of guests who are doing really interesting and impactful work um, in any capacity in the field of working with people with autism. And while I know that Ramapo uh, has broad impact and has a lot of different programs. Um, there are, uh, the one we're going to talk about today specifically, um, is the staff assistant experience. Um, but I, I always like to start out with a little bit of uh, background on who you are, you know, tell us about, yeah. uh, where you got started and what brought you to the position you're in today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I grew up in Dutchess County um, and I wound up going to Albany for my undergrad. And then I did my master's in social work at Fordham in the city. And I was there for uh, six years and I worked for Big Brothers Big Sisters doing some mentorship programs there. And um, I kind of wound up running away to Europe for a year. and yeah. That brought me back to this area in the Hudson Valley. Um, I've had the opportunity to work in so many different spaces and mostly kind of community mental health and a lot of crisis work. Um, And I've been now, it'll be two years at Ramapo in March. Um, And so I started doing really just the clinical work and we've had some staffing changes. And so, you know, we have a shared leadership model within our program. Um, So I'm one of the directors that kind of holds a lot of the strategic planning, like you said, um, and overseeing the implementation of all the social emotional learning and clinical services Um, but Ramapo is definitely a totally different place than anywhere I've ever worked I mean being on the camp campus which is kind of what we're known for um, is such a wonderful thing and you know we do a lot of kind of nature-based work in our vocational programming and clinical services so it's such a joy to to work here for sure.
0: It's a beautiful campus, absolutely, and um, but I and, and I appreciate the background um, on you. I'm curious if you could tell us a little bit also about the broad sort of Ramapo mission because my understanding is that Ramapo, there's Ramapo in Rhinebeck, New York, in Dutchess County, yeah. which is where you're located, and it's close to where Anderson is, and we've had a lot of crossover over the years and different opportunities. Um, actually, even one year, I took my team in the development office ex- to Ramapo for some team building, which is really yeah. cool. Um, So I know you do a lot. I know you definitely are well known for running a wonderful summer camp, Um, but there are there's there's a Ramapo presence in New York City, is there not? And in other cities throughout the the country.
1: Yeah. So that's really the training institute, which Mm -hmm. kind of has developed our Ramapo approach, um, which really is the way that we show up in the work. Um, It kind of mirrors a lot of aspects of positive psychology and strength based psychology, but it's been developed since probably the mid 80s, to kind of come to the fruition of what it is today. Um, It really teaches our staff how to model how to use self-awareness, how to once again kind of show up in the work as a person that has flaws and challenges. Um, it really normalizes a lot of that and also provides some kind of specific strategies in how to manage challenging behaviors, um, how to kind of adjust behaviors that maybe are uh, getting in the way of b- building positive relationships or making friends um, and kind of helping people to change behaviors to support their desired outcomes. So, you know, we kind of come from the Ramapo approach is really built on the the idea that all young people want to learn they want to be in community they want to feel valued they want to feel connected have a sense of accomplishment and so all the kind of behavioral interventions we're using are, are started with that approach um, and it's really a beautiful thing you know we have a a campus here where our staff are living in some of the same buildings as our participants in the staff assistant experience or summer camp, they're right in the bunks with them. Um, So just the communal atmosphere of Ramapo is really special.
0: Okay, thank you for that. So that, that's a really great segue into um, what we wanted to dive into this this uh, in this uh, interview with you is to talk about, maybe expand on what you just said about the communal experience, the staff assistant experience in particular, which um, I've heard about for many, many years. And uh, I think it's very unique. Um, so I'd love to yeah. share with our listeners, kind of what is the staff assistant experience? How long has it been going on? What are your, um, what are the goals? How many participants do you have? Oh, everything. Yeah. How do you get involved? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then what give it all. Yeah. Um, well, you know, and what the Roundup pro approach is, because I think there's, you touched on it with the staffing and the training, but why that way? Why not another way?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I guess I'll answer that question to start. I think the reason why is because it's the most successful. And I think we see this in our everyday lives is is people are more responsive to communication that feels supportive, that feels that they're validated, um, that they feel nurtured and cared for and if someone's going to change, they're going to change in in an environment that creates those emotions for them. And I mean, I'm a social worker, so I like deeply believe in all of this stuff. But I mean, I see it every day in the work we do. And I think, you know, our staff, so we have kind of different lines, obviously, but the direct support professionals, we call them RAM a year, and they kind of fill in in different programming. Um, But for the SAE or staff assistant experience, they're living in the same living quarters, but maybe not the same room. Um, And so it's it's an opportunity for them to be in this community space of neurotypical people. However, there's also an opportunity for our staff to be able to, you know, they're living here rent-free. It's really lovely, especially in times like this. Um, You know, they have the dining hall and the cafeteria to access. And I think because we're taking kind of fresh out of college, bachelor's level human service you know, social work, different kind of BSW, that kind of field. Um, People come in and they have interest in learning about human services. You know, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. We have some OTs on campus and we really support the learning of these individual staff and kind of, we recognize that young people aren't staying in work settings for, you know, five, 10 years. And so we recognize that and we do a 15 month contract and we have people who extend, but the goal is for them to put in a really strong 15 months and we see it all the time. They're so connected to our participants. Like it really is a different, kind of setting than typical group homes or residentials where maybe there is a feeling of burnout or disconnect and kind of what is the next step? I don't really know because maybe I don't have the education level. You know, our folks, our staff are really, okay, I'll be here for 15 months. I'll get everything I can from this learning experience. And then I go to study speech or OT or social work, or maybe I'm a, a manager at a group home now. And I think that difference in the staffing approach is really huge for our programming.
0: So that's great. And we're going to segue actually into a quick break and then come back and get into the rest of it. Um, just to kind of get you thinking while, while you're on the break, um, I definitely want to hear more about the the sort of day-to-day over the course of those 15 months or you know, however long the person yeah. stays with you. But I think a question that might be on the minds of some of our listeners as you're talking is... We focus a lot. We hear a lot about the importance of, of, especially for individuals on the autism spectrum, about making those social relationships and and staying connected. And so, if you're going into this knowing that the staff person um, is is probably going to stick around for a little over a year and then move on to something else, I just I'm, I know I'm going to want to know from you in the second half of the show. Do you do anything proactively, or is there anything embedded in the work? that um, sort of proactively prepares the the relationship to sort of be a very open, we know that this is probably not going to be a years long relationship and that's purposeful. And there's, um, there's kind of uh, support around that. I would just be curious on that end, in addition to hearing more about the, the daily kind of day in a life of the staff assistant experience and what the, uh, what the outcomes are and the goals are for everybody involved. Um, we're going to take a short break. This is one in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski and we'll be right back.
1: This is the story of a very special woman in a matter of seconds. She turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella.
0: I still call her mom.
1: Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
0: Alone, our reach is limited. No matter how great our intentions, on our own, we can only stretch so far. But at Rotary, we believe the right group of people working together can make our communities, our world, a better place. Rotary is a worldwide network of community volunteers dedicated to helping people in need. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in Motion. And now, 1 in 44 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and I'm talking with Allison Krauss, Director of Strategic Initiatives and Cl- uh, Clinical Services at the Staff, Assistance- Staff Assistant Experience. I want to call a staff assistance. So many. badly. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. No. No worries. And you're located at the Ramapo Camp campus, uh, which is in uh, Rhinebeck, New York, uh, in Justice yeah. County, and um, right up the road from Anderson. So it's been really interesting hearing about your background and the staff training experience, uh, specifically in regards to how the staff are trained and kind of the model and the approach that you use. Uh-huh. Um, so going back to the question I kind of dropped a bit at the at uh, the beginning of our break, um, since there's a there's a uh, an expectation at this point, kind of that the, that the staff who are coming to, to work are going to stay for, I think you said usually 15 months. Is yeah. The about contract. 15 months. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: what do you do? Are you very open about that with the, uh, with the individuals that they're going to be living with, that this is going to be kind of short term, right? Yeah. And, and their families. I wonder also about their families right from the get-go or does that kind of evolve more naturally.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think because it is a transition to independence program and the average length of stay for a participant is two years Mm -hmm. that we talk so openly about transitions in general. And there's this real opportunity for modeling because our staff are transitioning in their life into something that is, you know, different or bigger or more exciting or whatever the next step in their journey is. And we talk a lot about, you know, just because someone is in your life for a short period of time Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it's not me meaningful. You know, we talk about how do you stay connected, right? Like sending emails and being connected through, we have an SAE Instagram that we use. And so that's a great way for people to stay kind of in the loop and connected to programming. And it is a challenge, but I think you know, the reality of life is there's so much transition and things that are changing and transient all the time. And so kind of being able to have open conversations with them, I think is such a great like skill building because change and transition for individuals on the spectrum is so hard that we're like doing that work all the time. All the time. Yeah. yeah. And I do see like really remarkable changes from individuals when they first come and they kind of latch onto a staff and they feel really connected and that staff leaves. To, you know, a year in or a year and a half in and they're like, oh, yeah, no, they're leaving. But it's exciting. They're going to college. It's so good for them. Like, I'm happy for them. It's a very different thing as they get used to kind of positive goodbyes and understanding what that means.
0: Right. And also what a great natural way to um, to offer exposure and experience with, um, empathy and compassion and, yeah. and that it's difficult, especially if you struggle with generally with social cues and social communication, um, and relationship building and maintenance, the idea that you're getting used to not taking it personally. is like, it's not about me that they're moving on. It's about right. them that they're moving on. And I like that. That's a great example. Um, also it occurs to me, and, and this might just be because I work here at Anderson, um, you know, most of the students and adults that we serve are staying with us for years, um, and they do get uh, every like anybody does. You get attached to staff. You have preferred people that you work right. with who who are with you in school or or uh, in the community or in your residence. Um, and it's very hard when they move on. However. It's kind of the opposite with the staff assistant program and the staff assistant experience where the individuals who were living there for two years are more than likely going to see at least two different staff move on while they're still there. And I feel like that's that's kind of a cool switch in terms of role reversal where, you know, they become the ones who are kind of, you know, I don't know, in a way sort of like owning the, owning the experience a little bit more. And it's Definitely. It, maybe, it, maybe for some, it becomes more their experience. I, yeah. I, don't know.
1: I mean, our staff, like the kind of direct support line staff, the Rama years are mostly young. Like a lot of them are coming kind of right out of a college experience. And so they really are like a peer age. So there's so much modeling and mirroring and opportunity to kind of, Talk through, like, I'm really scared to leave. I'm really scared to go on to whatever is next. And I feel so passionately about like our staffing model, because being in community mental health and seeing the burnout in so many places, as much as saying goodbye is hard. I think having people who are so committed and they love the participants and they're actively learning together. Like I really love our team and, you know, I've been here long enough to see a kind of turnover and it's really, it's really nice to get these like young spirited, excited people in. And I really think it's a a good model.
0: It sounds like a great model and very unique. Um, so, Tasha, we have a few minutes left in, in this first interview um, today. So, what uh, do you stay connected to the the staff who get trained and come in um, into the staff assistant experience? Do you stay connected? Do you know where they go afterwards? Do any of them come back? Um,
1: yeah. So, I mean, summer camp is crazy. I, I have to say for myself, when I hear about like living in the bunk life. I'm like, I would not come back, but they come back every year, year after year. And even international people. I mean, that's another thing about Ramapo is we have people staffed here from across the country, international staff. Um, We're also doing now, and it's more for participants, but we started a weekend connection program where any alumni or like participants who maybe are in an inclusive college program or they have some kind of tie to Ramapo and they're a young adult within our age each group can come for these weekend connection events which is a nice way to you know keep the alumni connected and i mean since i've been here like all the staff that have left are on to social work they're on to speech pathology you know i had one just left and he's the manager of a group home in albany and so you know i it's really incredible that they come here and they feel this connection to the work and they want to keep
0: doing it it's great that's wonderful. That's great to hear. I love the weekend kind of connection piece. Um, I yeah. think I think that's often lost or overlooked um, in our field. I think it's it's really hard, especially for people who are living more independently um, and not in a in a um, a residential program that's sort of twenty seven right. three sixty five. It's like everything's great, you know, when there's structure and and opportunities during the week, but on the weekends. Um, it can feel really isolating and lonely. Um, yeah. And it's, one, it's one of those things that a lot of times, um, you know, so many people are getting sort of errands done and taking care of, you know, doing stuff with their families. But if you um, have a really small social circle or struggle with just, you know, having a social circle at all, those times can often feel the loneliness. Um, loneliness yeah. Because it you know, doesn't feel like there's much to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that this population we serve within the staff assistant experience is really underserved because there's individuals that need a really high level of care. And then there's individuals that can kind of function and go to work and like have a life. And then Mm -hmm. there's this in between where there's not really a great deal of services. And so I think that we're kind of catering to that population and really like making this community where you're not the odd one out in a neurotypical setting. You're not like, oh, I I don't belong here. I'm not connecting with anyone. And you're also around people that you can communicate with and make jokes with and have fun with. And I think it's the community aspect here is so, so valuable for our participants.
0: So does the staff assistant experience exist on the Ramapo campus or is it in the surrounding community?
1: No, so they live on campus okay. and then like a lot of their vocational, because at, at heart, we are a vocational program. I mean, we touch mm-hmm. on everything, um, but the vocational experiences, a lot of them exist on campus and that's kind of how it started. We had two young adults who came from summer camp, loved Ramapo. The parents were like, I want them to be here. How can we make this work? And they just started working on campus. And so then it kind of became this real program. And that's why it's called staff assistant, because they were really in the main office, helping with the office work in the cafeteria, doing the food prep. We have animals on campus that they help take care of. And now it's really become a real program.
0: And the introduction of the uh, neurotypical staff who work who live with the um, with the individuals who who participate in the program? That was added in later, or did that naturally evolve too?
1: So I think you know when it started, they were they were living together, but it was like maybe you were living with the chef or you were living, right? like oh, okay, really, okay. And then I think as we increase the programming and we found a need, like we need to support them recreationally, maybe they need a little bit for the independent living skills. It And, and also for us to broaden our horizons on who we're serving, right? Not like just someone who can completely be independent. Right. Um, we've kind of changed the staffing model a bit.
0: So that's interesting. So, so do, you, do you still look to try to align Um, two people living together with similar interests or similar um, backgrounds?
1: So right now, the way that it is, is there's two neurodiverse peers that share like an apartment style living. So they have a kitchenette and a bathroom. And then in the hall, there's a staff apartment. So they're living in the same community hall, but not in the same room. So they're going to dinner together in the dining hall. I mean, we're together all day. It's definitely very community based, but we find that it's better for them to have to kind of problem solve with a peer that also has some challenge because a staff person is going to more cater to what they need. And right. it challenges them to like have the hard discussion. It challenges them to maybe like have an argument with their roommate and have to deal with that. And it's really independent building. Like yeah. It's
0: real, real, real world. Stuff. Real world. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, to, to borrow a phrase from MTV, I guess, um, back in the day. <laughs> All right. So that's that's really cool. Uh, we have about a minute left in, in the show. I just want to make sure we give some time to, like, where do people go to find out more about this program? Uh, do you have an online presence or social media or where do you want people to go?
1: Yeah. So um, the staff assistant experience, we have like a little tab. If you Google Ramapo for children, Ramapo for children.org. um, the staff assistant experience, we have a page on the main Ramapo page. Um, um, also, we have a uh, Instagram, an SAE Instagram. So it's uh, Ramapo underscore SAE. I can. I can send it to you if you want to like. Yeah, we'll something.
0: put it out when we when we share the link. That sounds great.
1: Great, great, great. Yeah. And um, it's a great way that the Instagram is really fun because the participants are always running it. So it's a great way to stay connected.
0: And and, and just to be realistic, is there room right now? Do you have a waiting list? Yeah, like, so what, we what, are what, actively day?
1: recruiting. We do have a couple great. spots open right now. And then we do summer programming as well. So there are three three-week sessions. And we have lots of availability for summer 2023 rates we haven't
0: great now
1: yeah it's great listeners
0: take note because there aren't that many services out there that are open and have vacancies right now so this is really an awesome opportunity yeah
1: and the summer camp we are um able to access families are able to access self-direction funding um Mm -hmm. we're pushing more and more um, with OPWDD and self-direction funding for our year-round programming. We've recently been able to expand in some places. It's, a, I'm sure you know, very tricky of all the brokers and all of that stuff, but it's a big part of our initiative right now is to just make the program as accessible as possible to
0: all the parents. That's great. Thank you, Allison Kraus. Uh, Director of Strategic Initiatives and Clinical Services for the Staff Assistant Experience at Ramapo. Um, we have you, to finish Eliza. up this, uh, this interview, but thank you so much. And we'll be back with you shortly um, to continue talking about uh, about the programs going on and, and uh, hear from a participant in the Staff Assistant Experience. Yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, so this is 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to 1 in 44, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.